0: Getting you on
1: your way In style Okay, time to get started
0: With Joshua Simon On KISS 92
1: You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92 After a super hot day We hit, I think, 34 degrees Celsius But it felt like 37 You know at the weekend is upon us And this evening This evening I have got some exciting special guests They'll be joining us on the show Believe me you Of all the days this week You want to be here on your way With Joshua Simon on KISS 92 On top of that also Our final set of mooncakes from Gain City Worth over $170 coming your way And one more pair of tickets To Halloween Horror Nights 11 Worth up to $178 From Universal Studios Singapore You're
0: on your way Joshua Simon.
1: K-92. It is my tremendous honor and privilege to have on the show right now a very unexpected guest, Minister Chi Hong Tat, Acting Minister for Transport of Singapore. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. For the very first time, what brings you to Singapore Press Holdings today? Well, I'm here to do a podcast recording with uh, Zhao Bao. Oh, yeah, because they're doing a podcast series, uh, because this is the 100th. Uh, anniversary of Mr Lee Kuan Yew's birth So we are doing a podcast series
1: Yeah, What is currently on your mind today? I mean it's also a Friday
2: evening Well the weekend is coming no wild plans But I'm looking forward To visiting my residence uh, In the Topayo area And also to Have some of our Community activities This weekend We are having The Mid-Autumn Festival oh. And of course
1: Singapore is listening Right now to you On KISS92 What would you say To the Singaporean In the car In this moment
2: I'll drive safely And I hope uh, You have a great Weekend ahead
1: We've actually Scheduled a song ahead And this was A special request it's a very Peculiar choice It's taking us back To the 1950s What is the
2: significance of k Sarah Sarah? Well, I picked this song k Sarah Sarah because uh, it is one of Mr. Lee Kuan Yew uh, and Mrs. Lee's favourite songs. I thought because tomorrow 16th of September is actually Mr. Lee Kuan Yew's birthday. So I want to share this song with our listeners. I hope you enjoy it.
1: And it's nostalgia for many of us as well who grew up listening to this song. Acting Minister for Transport of Singapore Minister Chi Hong Tat.
0: Getting you on your way In style
3: Okay,
1: time to get
0: started With Joshua Simon On KISS92 Can't believe we
1: just had Minister Chi Hong-ta Acting Minister of Transport here on the show With a Beautiful song request for Que sera sera Whatever will be will be The 1954 Academy Award winning classic uh, From Alfred Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much And we learned earlier on It was one of our Former Prime Minister of Singapore Lee Kuan Yew's Favorite songs Hence the choice For us to go back All the way to 1950s uh, For a moment earlier on
0: Keeping you company On your way home joshua simon kiss 92 now ahead
1: of our f1 concert weekend uh, i want to know from you what is the greatest concert experience you've ever had the greatest concert that you have ever been to whether it's here in singapore or maybe you traveled overseas for a music festival what's at me 8855-0920 and i'll send you some mooncakes from gain city these are worth 170 dollars
0: your way yeah.
1: Joshua Simon on KISS92 Best concert you've ever been to
3: Muse 100% man The laser show mm, Out of this world 1975 The crickets go wild
1: I've only been to one Kid Laroi's concert in last year's F1 oh my
3: Best concert Red Hot Chili Pepper They were so good
1: What made it so good for you? I
3: think it's like nostalgic and also like their age and they still can rock the damn stage
1: these? Mid Fall Out Boy Okay, respect
4: Taylor Swift
1: 1989 concert Are you going to the Eras tour?
4: In Sweden
1: Rich Kid
3: Honestly, I've never been to a concert
1: Why have you never been to a concert?
3: I just never had time for myself
1: That's not cool Well, guess what? What? Guess what I have in my pocket right now
3: What? What I don't have
1: tickets to Taylor Swift, I'm so sorry Best concert you've ever been to? Best life (laughs) Are you serious? Aren't you like a K-pop stan?
4: Yeah, but Westlife is old school, it's good.
1: (laughs) Okay, who's your favourite K-pop artist? Rosé. Did you go for Blackpink's concert?
4: I went for that first one, not the recent one.
1: Okay, so you're a fake fan and you think I'm the
3: real original fan
1: and you think that Westlife is better than Blackpink no
3: you don't anyhow
1: (laughs) I hope Blackpink is in Singapore right now and they're listening to this
3: the concert by this label called AOMG so there were a bunch of Korean
4: hip-hop artists that came to Singapore it was a 3 hour long concert and there were so many artists it was
1: amazing what made it so great
3: the energy of like all the 5 artists that performed and at the end of the event I did not know this but we had a bye session so we actually get to say
4: bye to the artists is when we were leaving the venue.
1: Are you going for F1 this weekend? No, I'm not. But if you had tickets, who would you want to go see?
3: BB from 88 Rising.
1: You're so indie.
0: Almost there. You're on your way on KISS 92. The latest news in gaming and tech.
1: Let's talk tech right now. I got some gaming news uh, considering how we just had two major gaming showcases yesterday, Nintendo Direct and PlayStation State of Play. Okay, let's start with Nintendo Direct. Beyond every cool game that was announced, there was one very peculiar one that really stood out. Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remastered now remastered very loosely because you might be thinking hey didn't they already remake the tomb raider games they made it more violent more gritty and more realistic there's even a film that was based on this remake of tomb raider remember just a couple of years ago uh with alicia vikander But no, we're going back old school Tomb Raider, like Windows 95, Polygon-like Tomb Raider in Egypt, in China, Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3. That's right, her fighting velociraptors, Tomb Raider, like wearing the circular shades, Tomb Raider. That's right, dual pistol-wielding Tomb Raider is coming to Nintendo Switch February 14th. There's even the option to play the non-touched-up graphics, like the old-school graphics of Tomb Raider, if you want to have that full-blown nostalgia for you. Once again, February 14th is when you get Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3 uh, coming to the Switch. At the same time, for the PlayStation fans, also for the 90s kids, we're getting the second of the trilogy in Final Fantasy VII Remake. So the first one was Remake, and then Rebirth. I have a feeling the last one will be Reunion? I can kind of see that happening. If you played the original game, then you know the significance of that word, reunion, right? But the second of this trilogy will come in two discs. It's going to be a massive game, and the team also clarified it's going to be like 100 hours. And you don't have to worry about replaying FF7 Remake and then trying to like transfer your save data to the second one. No, no, no. It's a completely standalone game. There will be a recap at the start, but you're able to just pick it up. I'm curious, like, will you just start off at level 50 kind of thing? But I'm very excited for the new Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, PlayStation also announced some new colors for their plates because now you can pick up PlayStation 5's easy right but they come in their simple white but if you want to bring a bit more color since it's like a like a centerpiece in your living room or your bedroom if you've ever seen a playstation 5 it's a massive flower okay especially if you hold it up uh vertically on a stand Uh, now you can pick up cobalt blue volcanic red and sterling silver these are just the plates so you can actually take it out and replace it and give it a bit more color uh, to zhuzh up your PlayStation 5. I woke up this morning at 5am so I can run through the story mode for Mortal Kombat 1. If you haven't picked up the game, it's available right now for the premium edition. So you have to pay more, but you get the combat pack and everything and you get the early access. Otherwise, the game comes out next week. But it's got superstars like Megan Fox as Natara, John Cena as Peacemaker in the DLC pack, and also... Jean-Claude Van Damme is in the game as a Johnny Cage skin. No spoilers from me, but if you're a fan of 90s properties like Final Fantasy, Tomb Raider, and Mortal Kombat, what a time to be alive.
0: Getting you on your way. <gasps> in style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon. For on KISS 92
1: You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92 Earlier on, we had Minister Chi Hong Tat on the show Acting Minister Transport And now with us, an entrepreneur A trailblazer representing, I want to say millennials Because <laughs> you kind of look like we'd be around the same age But you also could be Gen Z, I, I wouldn't know are, are you a millennial, sir? Um, yes, I am w- I think Which I- year were you born? 95 Ah yeah, you're still younger than me. Yeah, like almost Gen Z. Uh, with us is Nicholas Tay, uh, the entrepreneur behind Odyssey Boards. This is Singapore's first longboard brand and skate school, uh, which established in 2016. We're gonna learn his origin story and also how this was a passion project with your friend, and uh, that you started this. Together. Uh, but I'm sure you're already curious, huh? Long board. What is this? Do you want to go and see? It's very colorful, their website. Uh, just <laughs> go and Google now Odyssey Boards, okay? O D Y S S E Y. Nicholas Tay, the man behind it, is on the show.
0: Always with you on your way on Kiss 92. So I'm
1: currently on. Odysseyboards.com. Super colorful website. Super colorful boards. Uh, they're a bit larger than the skateboard that I have in mind. These are longboards. Uh, this is the man behind Odyssey Boards, Singapore's first longboard brand and skate school. Uh, it was established in 2016 with his friend, all right, Nicholas Tay you're a young guy. <laughs> Did you study this? Did you come from this kind of product design? Like, were you always set to be an entrepreneur growing up?
4: No, not really, but I studied banking and finance in Nanyang Business School. Okay, so <laughs> very boring, very usual mathematical stuff. I specialize in fixed income and rates trading. But I think there's always this part of me that was inspired by my dad, who was an entrepreneur. And I think that always kept me on the lookout for opportunities to run something that I'm passionate about. So I guess that coupled with my good friend Chucks, who happened to be my army buddy as well. We found this passion together and we decided to start a business out of it.
1: Look, I live with my army buddy, you know, oh, we've, okay. we've been friends since army days and he's some Amazing. of my closest people I have in my life, mm. you know, and uh, that I always have to ask this question because yesterday we had the man behind Salad Stop okay. and he started sal- Salad Stop with his father. So I also have to ask him, was that stressful? <laughs> so whenever I, I, I learn, okay, is best friends coming together mm. to start a business, their first business to, mm. to get that some more, Were you scared? Was it easy or was it actually quite challenging? Okay, let's go back in time.
4: There's a funny story I always tell people on how it all began. Please. So, that was back in, I think, twenty, the end of 2015, when Jack's mommy buddy, he suddenly approached me and said, hey, I have a business idea. I want you to join in. And I think being that sceptical Singaporean, I immediately thought, hey, is this some kind of scheme that he's trying to get me into? Yeah, like, hey, I'm... He become
1: financial advisor, is it? Like, what? <laughs> does he want me to sign? <laughs> <laughs>
4: kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, and kind of threw me off and i ignored him for a few days mm. and then he called me i was like okay fine i'll pick up and then he told me it's about longboarding and i was like oh we used to do that together
1: ah and so y'all had some background there already yeah. okay mm.
4: so then i just sort of meet him up met up with him and he shared with me his business idea his passion and i think from then on i was sold i think his conviction and i think knowing and working together with him when you go through two years of uh, army with someone, mm-hmm. you, you know that person very well.
1: All the niceties are done already. Like, y'all Correct. have seen each other through, like, the worst, <laughs> the grittiest of moments. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's like, full-on shameless. You know, it's like, almost like you're naked in front of them. You're saying, this yes. is who I am. This is who you are. Mm. Let's find a way to make this work.
4: Yeah, No filters just full steam ahead. Wow. And Love yeah, that. I guess from then on, just no looking back, continued and grew Odyssey to what it is now.
1: But what is a long board and how did it manage to sustain through the pandemic given how it was, sta- it was established back in 2016? We'll find out more about the story behind Odyssey Boards and the man behind it, Nicholas Tay. Go check it out right now. It's odysseyboards.com I can see from their website also got one for one. All boards there, one for one there. Plus, free extra class. Come on, <laughs> no excuses. Now, looking at skateboards, longboards, Odyssey boards, surf skate, skate squad, in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is surely for kids, huh? right? But I think you disagree with that. No, it's not just for kids, hey? Mm.
4: Yeah, it's not just for kids because when we look at our customers and even our students, the oldest student is actually sixty years old. I think around sixty-two. Wow. Yeah, so he showed up for our class one day and we were completely caught off guard. But I guess this guy kind of knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. and he's probably done it with other sports because he came up all decked in his helmet, his guards (laughs) and he just told us, don't worry about me, let's go. And I think from then on, we started realising that it's not just a sport for young people or kids. Ultimately, it's just a platform for adventure for anyone who's up for it.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like skateboarding, skating had for a while almost a stigma attached to it. You know, maybe not as extreme as tattoos and which also through the years we've kind of softened and we've learned to understand and come around and and re-educate ourselves with that art, for example. Uh, But I think also especially in the 80s and the 90s per se, you know, you think of skateboarders, they're causing a lot of problems, skater girl and all that. Um, but I'm just looking at your website right now. It looks so wholesome. It looks so colourful. And also these longboards, I feel like they are safer as well because there's more surface area. So how would you defend longboards or skateboards and of course your company at the same time?
4: Alright, so here's my defence. When we look at sports in general, it all comes in many different forms. But I guess the negative connotation to skateboarding came in the past when skateboarders... We, and longboarders ourselves, we like to go and explore new places, we Mm. like to test new places out, we like to push ourselves and sometimes, as with most athletes, we get engrossed in the sport and sometimes we don't know that in public, this might cause some um, inconvenience or it might scare some people because of how fierce we are going. But I think over time, coupled with uh, skateboarding's debut in the Olympics people are starting to see skateboarding in a new light. Mm. It actually pushes you to your limits. It teaches people how to be creative, how to step back and reflect on how you are performing the trick. And I think over time, this has allowed people to realise that skateboarding and longboarding is actually a really
1: good spot. Not just for the body, but for the mind. I love that. And... and- you know, I actually, I remember in my teenage years, I wanted to try skateboarding. But I was so intimidated. I was just like, people are going to pick on me for sure. They're going to bully me for sure. Because I was bullied a lot when I was in secondary school. So I thought I would never be able to to try rollerblading or whatever because it would be all in the same kind of skating area. So I thought, okay, I, I never want to be associated with these people. They'll bully me. But then I started going to Somerset in like early 20s. And I would just sit there. I would force myself to confront my fears. And I met some of the nicest people at the Somerset Skate Park. I've seen families skate together, parents teaching their little kids to skate. And it became almost that place of comfort for me. Uh, We're going to chat a little bit more with Nicholas Tay, the man behind Odyssey Boards in just a bit. Go check out their website if you're quite curious how a longboard looks like. And this is, of course, a truly Singaporean brand, uh, which was started in 2016. I'm curious also, how did it sustain over the pandemic but let's talk honest right now okay Mm. i am curious because it was launched in 2016 yeah how did y'all sustain through the pandemic we've seen many businesses some very well-to-do ones crumble Mm. and in your case you don't do a lot of home delivery i'm guessing you need space uh, to skate yes and there was a whole period of time where we couldn't even leave the house so how did y'all keep that business going over the pandemic
4: i guess it all boiled down to how we started the business right Going back in 2016, we were still fresh out of army, just started university. Mm. Two broke university students. And ultimately, that led us to be a lot more conservative in our approach. And basically, we just bootstrapped the business. And by bootstrapping, I mean every cent we earn, we reinvest. Yeah. We never took it out for our, our own. So that's why we became very asset-light. We never really put in a lot into some costs like having a physical shop run everything was operated online out of our own dorm rooms and unfortunately for my parents in my house because I used to stay with them and they used to complain a lot about how much space these boards took so, so if,
1: y- your, your house <laughs> became a storeroom <laughs> la, yes. inventory space yes, for all these uh, long boards mm. and were these long boards designed and assembled here in Singapore yep
4: so in 2016 all the way to we got our own physical shop and our own store team it was assembled by Jugs and myself. So when sales picked up, it was a crazy, crazy period because we had to assemble so many bots. We were rushed, and it was—I mean in a good sense a really good forearm workout because there's so much turning you have to do with the tools and all that
1: and uh, what is the price range like for a longboard for the person listening right now you know kind of curious about skateboarding you know because I also heard that you think in Somerset where that old skate park used to be now they're building another facility next to it right it's going to be pretty much paradise for skaters for surfers a one stop shop so I think that sport is going to continue to grow and they're thinking okay longboard seems safer leh. so I want to pick up one how much would I have to blow on this mm. so we didn't in Odyssey bots, we try to price it within the more affordable range. Because
4: um, looking at beginners who want to take up the spot, we can't bombard them with a really high price. Yeah. So to answer your question, our bots range all the way from 150 to $327, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's affordable. Mm,
4: and... Yeah, I think we're currently having a one-for-one sale, like you mentioned. So we're just trying to get more people into the spot. Track so, them about this.
1: for real, one-for-one. One. So I pick mm. up, let's say, a $150 one, I can pick up another $150 one.
4: Yes. For free. That's correct.
1: That's a- okay, so you say that you assemble all these here in Singapore. Mm. From my knowledge, mm. wouldn't it be more expensive to mm. have it be made in Singapore? Wouldn't you want to go to China mm. and so, then just import it here?
4: Yeah, you're right. So when we assemble it in Singapore, it means just putting the parts together. But where we saw some materials and pressed the wooden deck where uh, you stand on, we based it in China because the main material is bamboo and where we get the best bamboo is China. Yeah. Smart
1: la. Smart mm. So you have to learn Chinese well first la. Yes. I also want to be entrepreneur. <laughs> I also watch a lot of Shark Tank. Is like, my okay. question? my question? Oh, no, bad one no. Yeah, it's not bad. But I'm, my, my, I should have paid attention la. My Chinese beer. <laughs> uh, Please join me in thanking Nicholas Tay uh, for being on the show. Real pleasure having Thank you here, brother. Uh, He is one of two behind Odyssey Boards, Singapore's first longboard brand and skate school. They're currently doing a one-for-one. You buy one longboard, you get another one. So you either have two designs or, you know, better yet, skate with someone that you care about. Whether it's your family member or a friend, pick up a new sport. In a couple of months' time You're going to start New Year's resolutions To try something new You must have pick up Longboarding Is it called longboarding? Is yeah, that what you call it? Okay right. And this is on land I just want to clarify Yes, our, on you, land Not on <laughs> land the sea. I know there's another one That is Mm, surfbots. They have short bots and long bots as well. You just made a fool out of me. No. Said, Josh, surfbot <laughs> duh. Okay, but uh, if you were listening to Nicholas's story earlier, I want to reward you right now. Because Nicholas started, um, he first time entrepreneur with him and his best friend. Where did he meet his best friend? What kind of circumstance mm. led to them meeting and now starting? odyssey boards together where did they meet okay uh nicholas for those who just tuned in one can we give us a clue please
4: i'm feeling generous so maybe two clues if that's all right please go one? ahead go ahead okay so first clue we met when we were 18. Mm-hmm. Second clue we met on an island
1: oh we, 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 you all have to shave your head during that period as well Hmm. i oh, think wow. we had to okay okay how did nicholas and jacks meet They became lifelong friends who then started Odyssey Boards together. How did they meet? WhatsApp your answer to 8855-0920 and you will win our final pair of tickets to Halloween Horror Nights worth $178 from Universal Studios Singapore. Once again, you can check out Odyssey Boards at odysseyboards.com. Don't worry,
0: you're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92. On your way
1: to an F1 weekend that is 100% upon us Now in my mind Everything only starts tomorrow But things have already begun Okay And Shamin E Has the lowdown Okay You were involved in
3: what? Oh earlier Today mm. I was at Chimes Talking to the McLaren CEO And he was sharing about Certain strategies Very exciting I also got to speak to uh, The engineer The race engineer That's in the year of Lando Norris You know who, who I very spoke cool, to? You know? you know who I spoke to? You spoke to very you have some very cool people I on your show. I spoke to
1: my downstairs the house, the batwami auntie. Okay. Mm. You see
3: Shami. I, I do miss that
1: actually. A nice yeah, batwa Very different lives. You're so exciting. But not anyway. true, not
3: true. <laughs> I wish I had a more exciting life. But anyway.
1: <laughs> Back to you. So okay, what tell us more about that conversation? What insights did you learn?
3: Uh that actually uh, the driver has a lot more autonomy than I thought. Oh. So we, we always okay. All these teams, right? Uh, A lot of racing teams, on average, have about 1,200 people. Yes. Even though there's one driver on the racetrack.
1: There's so many people. There's a whole village behind them. That's
3: right, yeah. But, uh, so I was curious to know, just how much of the percentage of what goes on is the authority of the driver, he makes that decision? Right. Or is it the engineering saying, go left, slow down here, press this now, do that now? Because it's
1: so fast.
3: Correct. And hot, yes. And uh, actually, the driver has more authority than I thought. Yeah, and also there's a right time to, to tell them in the year. Mm. Yeah, you don't tell them on a turn. You don't give instructions on a turn.
1: Obviously, you gotta like be fast ahead. You gotta know exactly when to give because them instructions. Because in
3: case they don't take the instruction very well, Mm-mm. they're on a turn. It, that's the key moment, right? So it's when they're on the straight. It's terrifying,
1: dude. Like, I I didn't realise how fast Mm. and how terrifying and scary this entire F1 thing is. Because for a while, I didn't really pay attention to F1 because I'm like, gone already. Mm -hmm. It's like in a blink of an eye, they're gone already. So it's like there's no kick to it, you know. But then I realised, because it's so fast, that's why everything has to be precise and perfect. Because if not,
3: uh, it'll go wrong, you know. Oh, I mean, when you're at the pit stop, it's fun. It's always fun to see, like, and they pride themselves on the tyre change, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, weather-wise, uh, last year, was there was a bit of rain, I think, yes, before the race started. I remember that. I think yeah. there is some potential weather forecast for a little bit of rain, too, on Sunday. So, I think McLaren is sort of bracing themselves for a bit of that, too, strategy-wise.
0: You're not just on the way. You're on your way. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You have
1: been on your way with Joshua Simon. I hope I earned the privilege of your time. I wish for you a wonderful night ahead and exciting F1 weekend. Uh, Whether or not you're going to the races or the concerts or to the after parties, or you're just going to be hanging around town just taking in the electricity uh, of the city. Because you know, it's not going to just be Singaporeans going out, uh, but also our neighbouring neighbours coming down to Singapore as while experiencing this extravaganza, uh, I, I hope that even if you're a little bit more introvert like me, that we'll find our own way, and our own little way, to put ourselves out there, push ourselves out off the wall and mingle, get to know someone, okay? Uh, it, it doesn't happen every week, so let's take, make the most of it, okay? And plan the chili party because I heard it's going to rain tomorrow.
0: On. You're on your way, I'm on my way. with Joshua Simon.